the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth. behaviors and addictions are rampant in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth and Tony B. starts now. They'll take your calls and share how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ saved them and can do the same for you or your loved ones. God wants you to walk into the light. Recovery Radio Houston is live. That number is 1-800-808-5548, 1-800-808-5548. I'll repeat it a couple more times in the beginning here. I'm catching my breath because I had to run, and I'm not very good at running. Uh, if you knew me, you'd know what I'm talking about. But um, it's funny because I, I've been inspired to say something. Um, you know, we trust in GPS sometimes a lot more than we trust God, um, unfortunately. And, but the the thing, the parallel I was given while I was panicking to get here was that, you know, the road that God has for us, the plan that he has is already predetermined. It's already been worked out. He knows what it is. Our lamp only shows so far. And, uh, just like, uh, the GPS, the road is already paved. The path is made. It's just, there's obstacles along the way that make us very impatient. Um, there's road hazards. I, I, uh, I uh, compared that to the trials in our life, the times that we have to suffer a bit, like the Bible says, why have you suffered a while, then you're restored. And uh, then I thought about Job, my good old buddy Job. I've been relating to him a lot lately. Um, the uh, the verse about the tree cut that will sprout, I think is Job 4.17. I have, my notes are all scribbled up here, and I'm <laughs> it's just going to be one of those shows. But I have a lot of time to cover and hopefully I've got a lot of people listening to me. So once again, if you want to call in, 1-800-808-5548. That's 1-800-808-5548. Let's talk about the paths in our lives and how, uh, they're, how they're predetermined. And if we trust God, we'll get there. Not in our time, but in his, because his time is the one that matters. He's already got everything worked out. Um, but talking about our show here, we've, been, we've moved to uh, the 4 o'clock slot on Saturday. Um, I don't exactly remember the motivation behind that. I wasn't behind it, but, um, we haven't been on air recently because of the 
college football season. The Red Raiders is broadcast on this station. So when they're on, we're not. And that's okay because football doesn't last forever. But Christian recovery does, right? Amen. And I've got my scriptures back up here. That, that one I was talking about in Job is Job fourteen seven. But there is hope for a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that its shoots will not cease. And, you know, we, we all come into times in our lives where we're broken. Uh, whether you're coming into recovery fresh, you've just gotten into it, you're coming off of uh, years of rampaging addiction, or you've been in addiction for a while and uh, you fall. I mean, we all fall. That's something that uh, we don't really take into consideration while we're falling. I mean, uh, there's uh, been times pretty much, you know, throughout my sobriety where, the, where there was a fork in the road and which way was I going to go? Was I going to really trust God or was I not? And then there's times in uh, people's sobriety uh, and in my own also to where we suffer loss, we suffer uh, defeat, we suffer pain, Um most of it's self-inflicted <laughs> and uh, that's the beauty of the inventory that we learn in secular recovery to where when we're at a point where we're in doubt we're in fear or we're experiencing loss if we sit down or even in our daily lives we're supposed to do daily inventory anyway um and, and that's the main offender right there as far as uh what uh, guys like me do sometimes we get a we get a six inch a six foot rope and we think we got a thirty foot lasso and we just run with things for a while and think things are okay and everything's going to be all right, but we start slipping in our walk and and it's so it's so microscopic when it starts you know you don't see it um, if you're not doing what you're supposed to do daily those, those days pile up um, you start doing things you're not supposed to like uh, not not praying not getting in your word not dealing with a sponsor. Uh, you go to church and uh, your hands are up in the air, but your heart's not in the right place. Um, and I think it's just part of our human condition that we where we, we suffer from a little, well, at least I do. I was talking, talking to first person, not the third on this part. You know, I get a little happy with success. I get a little happy with, uh, with good times and with things going smooth. And I, I don't see the things coming at me that, uh, you know, my, my problems and, uh, my disease need daily maintenance. They need daily talking with God, fellowship with him and fellowship with like-minded people. And when I start slipping away from that, because my pride gets in the way, then that's when, uh, you know, ghosts, well, I won't say ghosts, but you know, spirits from my past may, may creep up on me. And, uh, the unfortunate part about that and with everybody else that, uh, has dealt with addiction is the collateral damage that we always talk about in this show. The, the people that love us the most that are closest to us. They suffer. They suffer because we, uh, we set we set lofty goals and uh, we have expectations and then all of a sudden we start slowly eking God out of the picture and the people that count on us uh, they pay the price a lot more and a lot sooner than we do so anyway let's talk about some things that are going on with recovery radio since we haven't been on the air in a while I want to remind everybody that one of our main Endorsers from the beginning is uh, Open Door Mission, Mr. Tommy Tonson. He's got a wonderful ministry where they take in homeless men that have uh, either just been uh, the circumstance of bad, uh, uh, suffered from some bad circumstances in their life, ranging from addiction to uh, uh, run-ins with the law. Um, uh, they come in straight from jail from the street. They take them in. They school them up. They clean them up, and they ward them up. Um, if you know anybody that's in need of something like that, the number is 832-962-4249. Hopefully you'll get to meet Mr. Thompson. He's a wonderful, sweet man of God. And, uh, we love him here on the station. He's been a wonderful help to us and encouragement. And, 
and backing, and uh, he's been on the show a few times. And uh, I'm not as close to him as uh, Pastor John is, but I know they're, they're they've really got a great relationship, and uh, that work in the kingdom is is uh, is coming along together just fine. Uh, also, we've had uh, another guest on this show, from, um, good friend of mine, Miss um, um, Sarah Reyes, who has a ministry called Restoration Ranch. And uh, again, I'm going through these notes that I had to <laughs> hold on my cell phone. I didn't have time to set up here, so you got to be patient with me. But Restoration Ranch, they're, they're a facility that was given to Miss Reyes to where they are in the process of forming a, uh, a recovery center for women. Um, the, they're gonna they're gonna house them. They uh, they're gonna program them with the uh, the the spiritual principles and, and the guides of the steps, and also they're gonna uh, be a Bible based program. Also, they're in the process of getting things together um, financially. I know they they could always use some donations um, because that's how they're gonna be funded. Sarah was fortunate to get the uh, to get the land. At, uh, I forget it was if it was extremely cheap or free. It might have just been handed to her. And um, they're having a fundraiser chili cook-off on November 7th from 12 to 6 at 25, 25, 23, 25238, FM 29-2090. 25238-FM-2090. And... Uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing they're getting started out there. They're also having a truck show on November 7th to go along with that cook-off at the same time in the same place. So lots of good things going up in Splendora. We need more places for women to go. There are an abundance for men, uh, but the women that are suffering from addiction and from uh, whether it's either sex trafficking or anything along that lines, they, they, they need places to go. They need resources, and we're proud to know these people that are having in their hearts to uh, to open up a wonderful ministry for them. Okay, so I know it sounds strange to have just me on the air, and I know you guys were kind of fooled in the beginning because of my traffic woes that I had to, uh, they had to start a previous show. <laughs> I guess they were worried about me being AWOL. But um, Pastor John is on vacation in Florida. Um, I'm sure he's having a great time, but I know he's worried about me. <laughs> you know, I can, those that know me for a long time know that I love to talk and I can probably fill two hours with just me, but uh, that might get kind of repetitive and boring. So he's going to call in at some point and uh, I don't know, producer Jim, are we going to, we're going to let him sweat for a while. I think we'll leave him on hold for about 18 minutes or so. That's about good. <laughs> 18 yeah, 18 and a half minutes. I love giving Pastor John a, a hard time, but let me tell you what, that's a man of God that is um uh, doing amazing work in the kingdom. He's got a church that uh, unfortunately because of the COVID got, um, got pushed back a bit, uh, greater, um, new covenant, greater heights. I don't have the address, but he's going to give it to you when he calls in and they are going to be opening their doors pretty soon. But right now they have a Facebook service at six thirty on Sunday nights. So if you go to their, uh, Facebook page, uh, new covenant, greater heights you can uh, enjoy some praise and worship and a service right the virtual service right there in your living room and uh it's a great thing they're doing it's a short brief one you'll be done and able to go whatever you're uh, do whatever you've got to do uh right around seven o'clock it's a 20 or 30 minute service but it's really uh deep and heartfelt and it's a it's it's a really really good thing they're going to be starting when uh they get into their building again after the covid stuff that uh 
I don't know, man. <laughs> this mask wearing, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't think God wants us to walk around with our mouths covered all the time, right? I know, I know it says be slow to speak, but this is getting a little out of hand. <laughs> I mean, we, we walk around. I don't even recognize people that I've known for 20 or 30 years at work. You got to like really look because they got their face covered up and you don't see the emotion on people right away. And it's just, uh, I don't know. Hopefully this is going to be over pretty soon. We want to be safe and we want to keep everybody, uh, we want to be, uh, keep everybody healthy, but also, uh, we don't want to be in fear. We don't want to be in fear forever, do we? I, I know I don't. But anyway, um, going along the lines, this show today, since I have a lot of it to myself, it's uh, I want to talk about restoration. I want to talk about trials. I want to talk about, you know, the, uh, the Bible it, um, says it very clearly. And again, you got to forgive me with my notes, man. This cell phone, thank God it's big because I don't have time to keep taking my glasses on and off. <laughs> but my focus scripture on here that I want to talk about as I scroll through it. Uh, the very, the very used and the very famous first Corinthians 13, four through eight. Um, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. That stings. Cause I, you know, I'm a New Yorker, <laughs> you know, being arrogant and rude kind of came with the package there after a while. When I moved to Texas, I had to go through a lot with that, but God is working. God is working slowly, but surely. In fact, uh, dealing with that traffic on the way over here today, I had plenty plenty of opportunities to display that arrogance and rudeness, but <laughs> I had a goal in mind. I was focused and my road rage has been severely curbed. Trust me over the last 25 years, it does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Rejoice at wrongdoing, man. I think we do that a lot. You know, can we be open? Can we be honest? Can we be, uh, really sincere here then we get kind of when we have a resentment or we hold something against somebody we kind of like at least get a little tickle under our chin when they when they when something bad happens to them oh i saw that coming you know oh he got what he deserved horrible character defect but we rejoice with the truth love bears all things believes all things hopes all things endures all things love never ends as for prophecies they will pass away as for tongues they will cease as for knowledge, it will pass away. You know, sometimes I, th- I say in meetings when I go that um, the worst thing they told me when I was a kid was that I was bright. <laughs> you know, I had those I had those really good preliminary test scores and reading and math and all the aptitude things back in the 70s. You know, we got graded at the grammar school level as being bright. And uh, I don't know about a lot of the other kids, but coming up, you know, I was... I was reaching so hard for something to hold on to to make me feel worthwhile. When they told me I was bright, I ran with that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Jim? I ran with it. I just ran. Um, and you know, things happen in life. Things happen in life that we have to really sometimes, I don't know, I think even the most ho- holiest of men question God and things happen, at least briefly. But when we're young and, and we're susceptible and we're vulnerable, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of scarring can happen. A lot of things can go on, and I would wager to say the roots of many addictions, if not all of them, comes from some kind of childhood trauma. Um, and un- unfortunately, that those things, if they're not tended to right, you know, by the people that are governed, um, that are cast with the the chore of governing us through our lives, and that doesn't only start with parents. It starts with teachers. It starts with 
you know, every everybody that uh, comes in, in touch with a, with a child along their lives, uh, you know, it takes a village to raise a child, they used to say. But when these things happen, um, the ramifications can be can be far-reaching. They can reach into adulthood. I think with a lot of addicts and alcoholics that our behaviors and our character defects, they affect our lives in so many ways that uh, by the time we get, uh, I don't know, for me, I don't know, what was I, 42? Yeah. Hey, by the way, tomorrow, 10 years sober. How about that? No alcohol. God has a plan. See, I'm all by myself here for a reason. <laughs> Things come together with dates and times, and uh, you know, I didn't even realize that today was the 17th. Till a second ago, but when we um, when we experience things in childhood and, and, and we don't get the proper uh, attention or we don't have uh, we don't have uh, an understanding of God, a concrete foundation, and I'm not just talking about church going. I'm talking about you know Bible knowledge and spiritual spirituality, uh, trust. Trust is a big thing. Um, I don't know. The world is there, wide and gaping open in front of your uh, in front of your eyes, with plenty of uh, worldly clamors, as the big book says. That uh, they they can they can solve a lot of feelings real quick. You get used to immediate gratification. You get used to immediate results. You get used to uh, your way of thinking. You know, we talk a lot about in AA how it's not about my drinking; it's about my thinking. You know, the drinking is just a symptom of what the real problem is. Um, so we get. Uh, we get in the program, we're lucky if we don't wind up in jail or in dead or dead. And um, and we work the steps and, and we start a new beginning. We get a new a wild new awakening, man. It's like the book says, rocket to a fourth dimension. Um, things that you used to push down and not feel uh, or not want to feel and you uh, cover with your substances and your liquids and powders and habits and whatnot, um, they work for quite a while. But then, you know, sooner or later they run out. Uh, like I said, when I got to AA at 42, um, they say often that uh, the age that you start drinking or using at usually is where you stop developing emotionally and uh, spiritually. So there I was, uh, a 42-year-old man feeling like a 12-year-old or a 13-year-old. Um, but God was good. God came in quick. You know, God, when you ask God in, how amazing is it that the almighty God, Mr. Producer, you're the only guy I got to talk to besides those coffee cups and Clorox wipes you got up there. So I'm going to use you a little bit. Feel free to pull a mic over. There you go, Jim. Jump in the pool. It's all right. <laughs> but, you know, um, mic test check. You there? Okay. Uh, the thing about it is, is that when you, when you get to the point to where you have no other way to go, when, uh, and there is no hole too deep for God's hand not to reach down and get you. It's just a matter of you, matter of you being willing to reach up and take hold. But uh, it's not like when you ask God in, it is amazing how he needs our permission to jump into our lives. That's how amazing he is. He's so wonderful. He's so loving and he's so forgiving. And uh, But when you ask him in, it's not like he says, well, hold on a second. Let me finish this cigarette. You know? <laughs> hold on a minute. I'll be there in a second. I, I'm busy with John over here. You know, No. No, he rushes in. He floods in. And the experience is so immense that when you have it at first yeah you feel like man i could never have that again but you can have it over and over again you can have it every day go ahead jim i'm sorry well i i uh have a tendency to believe that you know god allows us to go through hardship god allows us to paint ourselves into a corner and uh the thing the thing about it is is that um 
when he does that, he's preparing us for future work. He's sharpening us. Yes. <laughs> and that was the that was the uh, analogy I made with the uh, with the way here with the GPS. You know, there's a predetermined amount of time that Google says, okay, you're going to be there in 28.9 minutes, right? Yeah. And you're like, okay, that'll get me there in just enough time, as I was saying. And I did get actually in the building at one minute till, by the way. I just forgot the combo to the door. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, those obstacles, uh, those road hazards, like 59 was shut down on Hillcroft, so I had to come all the way around by Chimney Rock and, oh, my Lord, I can't remember all the streets, but there was more road work on there. And in my mind, I, I'm, like, cursing the road work. I'm like, why has there got to be so many obstacles? Why, why are they always trying to fix the streets? Well, with you and me, there's always work to be done. And our path has bumps in the road. It has craters that have well, to be sir, adjusted, you know. I live about two miles from here, and it took me, like, 45 minutes. Oh, I have. I feel your pain, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. But um, there's another scripture here I wanted to read that pertains, and let's see here. It's in Peter. There we go. First Peter 5.10. This is one of my favorite scriptures. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. That, you know, I, I feel like I want to get a tattoo of that. It's a little long. <laughs> I think it would go from my from my wrist all the way up to my shoulder. I wouldn't be able to read it. But you know, kids today they like getting scriptures tattooed. Sleeves, yeah. yeah, they well, not the sleeves are cool too. I mean, that's a little bit too much ink, but it, um, they like it. Like my daughter has a wonderful passage on her arm, and then she has one uh, on her side. And at first, I was kind of like, you know, really, did I ever think my my daughter was going to get tats? But if it's a scripture, I'm sure it's okay. <laughs> you know. Um, but that, 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 that saying, that uh, part of the scripture there, and after you have suffered a little while, I mean, who, who is here to think that we're not going to endure trials in life? Um, who is here to think that we're just going to ride the wave of the good times only? You know, we have to, we have to suffer from our non-belief, I guess. I mean, I know, I, I mean, I've called myself a Christian now for 10 years, but I, I can't sit here and call myself a man that always just has blind faith. Jesus said there would be days like this. Mama said there'd be days. Oh, Jesus said there'd be days like this. <laughs> I thought you were going to bust in the song there, Jim. No. You, you, you scared me. <laughs> man, I'm having fun today, man. You know, I, mean, I hope Pastor John's not going to get mad at me. Call me, Pastor John. Come on. You know, Mickey Mouse can take a break. I know you're probably just having a wonderful time out there in Disney. I'm, that's one place I'm never going again. <laughs> that I can guarantee you. Once was enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's just too much, man. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, I'm the guy, I'm the part of the show here that kind of goes off the cuff, kind of goes off script, kind of goes with, uh, w- with what's on my mind, what's on my heart. And, and, and it was very, very, um, I'm not going to say coincidental. That's not a spiritual term. It, it, was, it was made to be that I would be by myself today because, you know, there are things going on in my life, like everybody else's life, that, uh, that they need attention, they need uh, focus. Um, I'm in a period of growth right now that I really didn't see coming. And it's a, a growth that's coming from, uh, falling a little bit, taking a trip, you know, um, really kind of believing my own glory instead of basking in his. Um, and like I was saying before, getting back to that, the, these leaks in the window insulation are very small when they start, but over time, if you don't tend to them, they tend to open up. Um, you know, the daily maintenance of sobriety is such a, Man, you don't even have to relapse with alcohol. 
you don't have even have to relapse whatever problems but other isms that are there that are not getting attention you know they uh they can pop up and they they only originate because that childhood pain that you were talking about something happens you lose somebody um you you develop a resentment because you want to see something happen with a relative that was uh that was really starting to come around um but then they're then they're gone and uh who else do you blame but God in that situation when you're hurting? You know, um, I'm not saying that's right, um, but being a human and and uh, being an addict and an alcoholic, those things, if I don't tend to them pretty quickly, um, you know, they can creep up. And like I said, the people around me suffer. Um, so, but that that scripture is so important to me because you know it's important. How do you know how to win unless you lose? Right. You don't know the the, the, the glory of victory unless you suffered. Um, Look at these athletes. I'm kind of mad at them right now, but they're still world-class athletes. <laughs> the training they go through, and uh, then they get a big injury, and uh, they're on the shelf for a little bit. Do they just sit there and wait for healing? Now they got, you know, I, if I go out there and tear my MCL or ACL, BCL, whatever they call it, uh, you know, I, I can I can get the surgery and I can do some minimal therapy, and I'll be able to walk. I'll be able to walk. I'll be comfortable, yeah. you know. But these guys to go back out there on the field, they got to endure rigorous, rigorous, rigorous uh, therapy, um, and that work is hard and it hurts. And I've had two knee surgeries, and I, I barely got through them. I had to be able to uh, function for my job, and uh, and I went through some rehab, and that and that was tough. But I can't even begin to imagine what it's like for a guy like a running back on a football team or a quarterback that blows out their knee and they got to they gotta go through all that pain and misery so they're back the next season so they can make the next contract so they can win the next Super Bowl. That's, I mean, uh, and as Christians, the way I relate that is that, you know, we suffer loss and we suffer pain and we, and we suffer separations, um, you know, not just in the traditional relationship sense. My screen went dead. What's up? Can't see. Um and we have to go through some time of learning and growth. And, you know, when, God, when God's going to grow you, it ain't going to be pleasant. <laughs> you know, my pastor says it the best. He said, when you first get in love with Jesus, be prepared. Refiner's fire. You're, you're, you're about to get scraped along the coals. <laughs> because God, God, wants you to, God wants to use you, you know. And, and a lot of us in the ministry will uh, sit around and watch other people get ordained. And we'll watch other people get on the pulpit. And we'll watch other people thrive in ministry. And then we sit back and we're like, well, why ain't that happening to me? Well, maybe I ought to look at me. There's a mirror. What makes you so special? <laughs> well, there's a mirror in, in in the rehab I was in, a big, huge, circular mirror. Um, and you walk by and you see yourself wonderfully and clearly and all, but at the bottom it says, you're looking at the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Do we got to go to break at the bottom of the hour? Well, we're going to stretch a little bit. Okay. I, I hate getting caught by that. I want to take a minute to talk about our podcasts. Um, if you missed the show... If you are hearing it halfway now, don't don't worry. You can just go search for podcasts on Google or Apple or however you do it, or go to kkht.com and go to our program page and look for podcasts, and then look for the picture of John Allworth, uh, Recovery Radio Ministries. Click on it, download it, share it, save it, throw it on Facebook, Twitter, smoke signals, however you got to get the word out, because these podcasts, they're, uh, they're a good resource. They're a good resource to be... Uh, in touch with what you need to be in touch with what we're trying to say. Um, you know, we, we, we've had one person on air that came to Christ. 
on our second show, I think. And John was very good at saying that, you know, if one person comes to Christ because of our efforts on that radio show, then we've done, we've done what we need to do. And that had happened the second show. So if you're out there and you're hurting, if you're out there and you're struggling, if you're out there and you've been sober 20 years and you just need answers to what you're going through in your life, give us a call. Listen to the podcast. Share. To share is to heal, as a good friend of mine in AA says. That number again is 1-800-808-5548. 1-800-808-5548. Give us a call. Hang on for a little bit. We'll get to you. And uh, we'll get you on air, and maybe we can share something today and provide a little uh, a little healing, huh? What do you say? All right, we're going to take a little break here um, in one minute. <laughs> I'm always getting caught by the break, and now I'm, I'm too far in front of it. What's up with that? But hold on, uh, tighten your seatbelts for part two. We're going to have John Alworth curl in and give us a, a quick update on what Mickey Mouse is doing, <laughs> how hot it is in Florida, how much money he's blown. <laughs> I'll tell you that one time in Disney World was enough. And I, I got a lot of stories that I can't share on air that are so funny. But um, give me a call. 1-800-808-5548. Jesus loves you and so do we. We'll be back in three minutes.
All right, we're back. Recovery Radio Houston. Tony B here by himself. Look out. <laughs> oh, man, it's all right. We're having a good time here. Uh, got here a little late. If you heard the first half, traffic was uh, horrible, but uh, we slid right, I slid right in here and got to work, and I'm already feeling, I'm already feeling better, man. There's something about just getting out what's on your mind. There's something about so healing about sharing, experiencing strength and hope or letting out some kind of pain. And sometimes they don't come in the uh, in the ways you expect, the circumstances you want. Um, they just uh, they work out in God's time. And God's time is not ours. You know, a day is like a thousand years to him. <laughs> He's, he can do a lot in a day. But, um, oh, I'm sorry. I did that in the reverse. A thousand, a thousand, <laughs> a thousand years is like a day to us. It's like a day to him. Our day is like, uh, it's, I don't know. I'm screwing that up. Anyway, getting back to what I was talking about a minute ago, the restoration, you know, I, I love, I love dealing with relationships with people. Um, my marriage is a miracle. It's an absolute miracle. Um, don't have time to get into all of it. Don't know if my wife would appreciate it, but, um, I've been blessed with a, a woman that is so, so godly, so spiritual. She didn't start out that way, but she got there a lot before, a lot quicker than me. Um, she's my miracle, you know, and, and we still go through things, you know, I'm, I'm not the easiest person in the world to live with to say lightly, uh, <laughs> but, um, I don't know. She's always been there and I'm so grateful for her. And even when there's bumps in the roads, bumps in the road, it's nine times, 9.8 times out of 10. It's just a matter of me getting back on track and, uh, and getting things rolling again. That takes time. That takes time sometimes. But like I said, I love dealing with people with relationships um, because we're all the same in a lot of ways. Um, resentments start and uh, we hold them in. We don't, we don't deal with them right. And like I said earlier, the, the people around us suffer. And then uh, problems happen. And then the situations grow. And uh, before we know it, they're out of control, and then we have to take time to uh, to allow God to bring us back together. And that's what happened to me, and that's what still happens to me. And uh, I want to offer a word of encouragement that if you're out there and you're and you're suffering and you're hurting and you're feeling despair, um, I know where you're at. I know where you're at. And uh, there's hope. There's hope in Jesus Christ, and there's hope in recovery. All right. It looks like John Allworth is on the line. Let's bring him in. Hello, Pastor John. Hey Tony, how are you, brother? You know, um, sitting here in in Disneyland and uh, Disney World, rather, with uh, chasing around a eight year old niece and a seventeen year old nephew and a bunch of and a twenty eight year old son and a and a twenty five year old daughter in law and they're all younger than me and they're all spry. So it's nice to sit down for a minute, listen to the show. <laughs> you know, Tony, I've heard many times that. Uh, People tell you you have a great radio voice, and I heard it for myself live in person. Everybody's heard it but me. Everybody's heard it but me. Well, I got to tell you, it's more impressive over the air than it is. But you know, I, I'm 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 just uh, humbled to be here where I am. I was listening to you, Tony, right now about the miracles of Jesus Christ, and it's just amazing because I've had the same miracles in my marriage and. And it's out there for anybody that wants to put Christ in the middle of their marriage. It's out there for anybody that wants to restore their life. It's out there for anybody that wants to to start living a different life. And, and you know, there's nothing impossible for God. And the, and the people that we work in in the recovery community, it's just such an honor and a privilege to be a small part of 
leading them to Jesus Christ, who, who you know, sunsets can set them free. So, uh, you know, I don't know how much you shared today, Tony, but I know you've been going through a lot, and, and I'm just uh, proud of you. I'm proud of the way you've reflected. I'm proud. You know, I, I want to tell a quick story, and then I'm going to get back to Disney's world. Uh, and I love everybody out there, but the more important thing is that God loves them more than they could possibly imagine. But I was touring the Open Door Mission with a fellow brother in Christ the other day, not too long ago, and, and uh, it's a wonderful place. You know, they just have such a good program. Tommy Thompson and and Philip Vaughn over there are just doing a great job leading the mission, and, and they're just transforming men's lives. In fact, Tony, out of our out of our ministry, we have two guys in there now, and, and we're about to, to send another. That's our Covenant Recovery Ministry uh, that meets on Friday nights in Humble, Texas, and New Covenant Church, 901 Wilson Road. But in any event, we were touring it, and, and the guy said, turned to us and said, um, you know, um, he, he said, I come back here because... One, I want to help out, and that's part of my recovery process. But he said, secondly, you know, I, I, I just want to see where I came from, and I don't want to ever go back there. And this brother in Christ turned to me and said, afterwards, he said, well, I don't understand that he's not delivered. But, you know, I did catch the very beginning of the show, Tony, what you said is so critical and so important, is that it, it's a daily process. Man, Paul, the apostle Paul, my goodness, who wrote half of the New Testament, said, I have to die daily. Mm. I mean, we don't just go to church once and then not come back and think that we're all good and we're going to live a perfect life. Man, we have to work at it, you know? Uh, you know, without God, I can't, but without me, God won't. And it's so important that people don't get down, get discouraged, even if they relapse, whatever happens in their lives, they just have to turn to the one answer, and that is Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, yeah, so... Uh, I was telling, I don't know if you caught that part of the show, I was talking about when you were at Disney World, and I was telling producer Jim here, I was like, that is one place I am never going again. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, My kids are I, I, way past that point. Six Denver. Flags in Dallas is just right. That's fine, and I like the roller coasters yeah. there better. But that place, well, man... I, I, I probably won't go back again. I think uh, there's, <laughs> there's very few good things you can say about COVID. One of them is not as crowded. They're not letting as many people in, but... It's probably not something I'll do again. But, you know, Tony, uh, you know, I know you just took your family on a vacation to to uh, the Grand, Grand Canyon. Canyon. It's yeah. So, yeah, it's so important that we spend time with family. You know, God starts it out right in the Ten Commandments. He says, you know, honor thy mother and father. And throughout the Bible, we talk, I, you know, uh, I want to promote my church a little bit here, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, which is a sister church, a, a church plant off of our home church, New Covenant Church. Uh, I'm on Facebook Live every Sunday at 6 o'clock, except this Sunday I won't be, of course, because I'll be on an airplane, but every Sunday at 6 o'clock on Facebook Live during COVID. And the last, I, I was visiting family in Austin, and I did the sermon from there. And throughout the Bible, it just talks about how important it is in family. So, you know, Tony, the Genesis, the book of Genesis starts out, and, and God made the seventh day. He said he rested. God didn't need to rest, but he had a message for us. He wanted us to know how important it is to rest and to spend time yeah. with family and loved ones. Spend and we time all get with so him. wrapped up in life. Spend time with yeah. him. Go ahead. <laughs> no, and I'm just spend saying. Spend time with him. Yeah. Yeah, spend time with him and, and, and everything else. So. You know, we're going to be back in our building uh, probably January 15th or so, this COVID nightmare. Hopefully we'll get a vaccine and be, be past it before too long but and pass this crazy election. But in any event, um, you know, and we're, we're going to be a recovery church. You know, I think everybody's recovering from something. Yeah. And uh, we all go through, Jesus said, we'll always go through trials and tribulations in this life. And like you were talking about, the, the need for maintenance. The devil is out there like a roaring lion. The Bible is true, folks. <laughs> 
But there's mm-hmm. hope in Jesus Christ. Listen, if you, I'm going to get off and let other people have a chance. If you want to join Tony on the program, you can call 1-800-808-5548, 1-800-808-5548. I know you're going through some of the things that he's talked about. Some of you are out there, and that's what we're about is Recovery Radio is hope, and the hope is in Jesus Christ. Anyway, Tony, you're doing a great job. Thank you, my brother. Thank I you. Go, go say hi to Goofy and Minnie for me. <laughs> Well, Make sure they get to know Jesus time. before you leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am going to wear a Jesus shirt tomorrow because there's plenty of people who need him around here. I guarantee you. Take care, right, John. Brother, Enjoy I your family. You, Tell Rebecca I said hi. Thank, thank you. Right. I will do it. Bye-bye. Right. That's a wonderful man of God right there. You know, I remember when John first entered into recovery um, seven years ago, I think it was. And talk about a transformation. Talk about a just a rebuilding of a soul. It's just amazing to see what he's done. Uh, having his ministry, um, our our uh, recovery ministries at New Covenant Church, by the way, started back up. We have a huge sanctuary that we use. You don't have to worry about social distancing. There's plenty of room. We're at 901 Wilson Road on Friday nights at seven. We're just getting that kicked up again, and we're actually getting some decent numbers. We had a, a nice group of about 20 people, uh, which is a good average recovery meeting group. So uh, come on down and see us in Humble, Texas, at New Covenant Church uh, Recovery. Ministries of New Covenant Church at 901 Wilson Road, Friday night at 7. All right, I'm going to go to another scripture here, getting back to our uh, to our restoration um, theme, that uh, thing I'm focusing on here, or getting around to at least in between my banter. <laughs> but uh, Romans 12, 12, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constant in prayer. And for me, that 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 wraps up what I'm that, all into one bundle, what I'm talking about, is that if you don't see hope... You know, you're pretty much jacked from the start. You've got to have the hope. Um, And where does that hope come? That hope comes in him. And like I said earlier, it's not like uh, God is going to be like, hold on, I'll get there a minute. I know you're calling my name. You know, no, he floods in. He floods in. The problem is on our end, especially with people like me, is that I'm so wanting the immediate result that when I feel the euphoria of, of God rushing to my aid, and I'm telling you this from personal experience, that that is what it feels like. It is a high that you never will experience with anything on this earth, is that when you finally cry out to God and say, God, I've had enough. I need you. I need you now. He's there. He's because, in fact, the, 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 the secular analogy I make, the way I describe it to guys that are new into the program that, that, that don't have Christ, I say, you know, God is standing there right now waiting on you to ask him to come in and he's not going to provide the results in your time. You're not going to, you, you, you're going to feel his love and you're going to want to, uh, you're going to want to feel it more. But the, the work in the, in the, in the program is to keep seeking. Cause the more you see Kim draw nigh unto me and I draw nigh unto you, you know, these parallels that we try to talk about with this bridge of recovery, we're trying to build between the church and, and the secular world, secular recovery. Uh, a lot of people get lost in the fact that, you know, it is biblically inspired. There's so much scripture in the big book. It's just broken down and watered down so that the, uh, the newcomer can understand, you know, because there, a lot of us, including myself, we suffered a horrible prejudice towards religion. Um, but I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about spirituality. I'm talking about a relationship with Jesus, something that, uh, early in my in my years, it wasn't brought to me that way, so it wasn't as attractive. Go figure that out, huh? <laughs> I really didn't tune in to Sister Mary Teresa wanting me to bring my notebook to church on Sunday so I could take notes on the on the sermon when I was in sixth grade. You know, I really wasn't digging that, so it wasn't like <laughs> I need. I needed something in front of me. I needed to feel it, you know. And, and 
And when you reach that time in your life, like the scripture says here, to be patient in tribulation, I'm not good at being patient in problems. I want problems to go away, you know? And, and the the way I bring it uh, with uh, with relationships, and Jim, this is going to make you laugh. I'm going to break that stone face grin on you right now, okay? <laughs> Men are like dogs. Women are like cats. Think about that. Hold on. Don't say, don't say nothing yet. I'm not done. I got to give it a whole thing. Okay. You, you can beat a dog. Not that I advocate that. Okay, but just just think about it. You can you can get mad at a dog. Okay, you can yell at a dog repetitively, and thirty seconds later, go, "Come here, boy." I love you. (laughs) Men are are like that. Men are like that. Men just want the the problem resolved. Forget it. I'll walk through it. I forgive you. You forgive me. Let's love. You know, Uh, maybe not in that kind of sense. But I mean, I'm that way. You know, I, I like quick end to conflict. I don't like persi- I don't like to uh, go on and on with a fight. I don't like to go on. I, I just want to. I want to feel good. I'm a feel good junkie. You know. Yeah. Women are like cats. Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> I'm not going to go there. But take a half of a half of a cup of water and splash it in that cat's face. You ain't going to see that cat for three weeks. <laughs> it's gone. I've it's heard gonna... it said that dogs have masters, cats have staff. <laughs> That's a good one, too. <laughs> but that cat, you're not going to see it. It's going to come out to eat at night. It's going to be under the bed. It's going to be somewhere. And then suddenly, weeks later, it's going to appear. I'm being a little dramatic. Maybe not weeks, a few days. It's going to be on top of the kitchen cabinet. It's the highest point. Cats instinctively have to have a vantage point around them, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's going to be there with the paws crossed, all lined up, looking down at you, just staring at you, watching. <laughs> and, well, no, no, they're not stalking yet. No, they're watching. They're watching. They're studying. They're seeing to say, I mean, they're looking to see when it's safe to approach, you know? And then when they come down, before you know it, you'll be sitting there watching TV. And I actually had this happen with a cat, so I, I know what I'm talking about. You'll see out of the corner of your eye that cat approaching, but it's going very slow. And it's taking its time. And if you make the slightest move with the 18,000th muscle in your pinky, it's going to run back to where it went. Because it needs to see, needs to feel it out. And, and um, I'm being a little over descriptive. Okay, I'm, much, yeah. I'm falling in love with my radio voice here. Yeah, <laughs> John just told me I have a great radio voice, so I'm in the stars right now. But anyway, when you're in a relationship with someone, whether it's a marriage or a dating relationship or if it's a coworker, you know, there are so many times that you can act in a certain way towards that person before they get fed up. And there's always room for restoration with Jesus. It's it, it, but being patient in tribulation and constant in prayer. You know, a lot of people they have a problem with it. Well, do I have to get on my knees every single day? Well, actually, the answer is no. You can. It's advocated to do it. It's encouraged to do that. But you can talk to God throughout the day. See, that's where the point that I've gotten to. Not to boast. I'm not boasting. I'm just saying I have the ability of the communication with Him whenever. It's the question of am I willing to do it or not? And going back to that growing. That, that little pinhole of a resentment that you go back to because of loss or whatnot, and you go back to childhood stuff, and you have to rework it all the way through. Before you get to that point, there's going to be a powerlessness point you have to get to and acknowledge that you're not, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, man. And now you're going to suffer the, the consequences of it. But those consequences are going to lead to growth, and that's going to lead to restoration. Now, here's the trick. 
God's going to restore you in the way he sees, sees fit to use you. And if you're not going to meet that expectation, he's not going to use you. You know? Yeah, you know, heaven is not just full of preachers. Okay? Yeah. But they got real nice houses up there. <laughs> you know, the question is, my, my pastor says it the best. is like, when I get to heaven, I want to have the most reward. And that reward in heaven is going to come through my sacrifice here. And, and that really, really hit me because there's so many times and not just a, a marriage but in a workplace environment where I take for granted all the things that I've been given and I slowly slip into that mode to where, you know, well, it's okay if I do this or if it's okay if I do that, you know, I'm going to take the pen home today, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm going to leave a little early cause nobody's going to see me. You know, uh, I start doing those things that, uh, that I can get away with, you know, um, I'm not going to help around the house as much as I feel like I should. I get this push in me to like, you know, my wife is doing everything. Maybe I should get up and do something with her. But no, you know, it's just so nice to sit here on the couch and well, the and allow her to do her. everything. <laughs> and then I start telling myself, well, this, you know, she's she loves to do it. Look how much she loves to serve me. It's great. But over time, you start taking more rope than you think you have. You can, rationalize, you, actually, you can rationalize anything. If you're exactly. But the, the beauty in the situation is no, no matter where you're at in any of these things I'm describing or another situation that you can parallel to it, when you get to that point to where God is like, okay, time to get your attention. <laughs> this person that is so tolerant of you, this situation, this job that is so lenient with you, I'm going to take it away. He gives and takes away, right? And then it's up to you. You know, what am I going to do here? Am I going to stagnate more? Am I going to give up? Am I going to really go the other way and really enjoy myself now? Let's have a real good time, you know? The choices are there. But what, thankfully, thankfully, what what happens with a person that is going to be dedicated, and then uh, after they suffer a while, like the verse says, the restoration doesn't immediately happen in the way that you see fit. You You don't automatically get the things back that you want. But what you do is you grow, you grow inside for you. You know, I remember um, the little things that I would do when I was in rehab because um, they gave us chores. In fact, the first time I was, <laughs> I was there for three days and the garbage was falling all over the floor. <laughs> there were flies everywhere. And the guy that runs the place comes in. I'm there sitting on the couch chilling. I'm like, I got home from work. I'm doing what I did at home. Nothing. <laughs> and, and the guy says to me, who in the world is supposed to take out the trash? And I'm, I'm just keep watching TV. I'm, I don't know what he's talking about. He looks up on the chore board and it says my name, Tony. Who's Tony? I said, me. Why haven't you taken out the trash? And this is, okay, this is 10 years ago. This is before Christ, okay? I said, well, what? It, and I didn't say it. I can't say it the way I said it on the air, okay? So just think about it. A guy from New York, freshly sober, the way he said it. I said, well, I don't do the chores in my own house. What makes you think I'm going to do them here? With a lot saltier language than that. I'm lucky I still had a place to go. In fact, if they weren't making money for my company that put me there, they probably would have tossed me out. And then it was explained to me, really, I had a counselor who was this huge guy. He played football. He played for the Steelers. I forget his name. Well, what a what a what a godsend that guy was to me. Yeah, one of them boys like this. Boy, I'm gonna tell you one time. 
leave that woman alone. <laughs> work on yourself. You are here to work on you. But he pulled me to the side and he goes, I'm going to tell you once, boy, don't you ever do that again because you get one pass. <laughs> you know, these are the things that needed to happen to me. So then I willingly and joyfully took the trash and walked the 600 yards to the dumpster at the other end of the property in the middle of November. You know, things like that. Um, that when you come out of situations like that, and I'm, and I'm experiencing this now in a, in a newer sense, that, you know, all those times that you are served, all those times you're provided for, all those years on a job that has blessed you with the ability to to uh, to provide for your family and have nice things and live comfortably, you enjoy them so much more when you contribute that much more to them. Um, that attitude of gratitude um, that I miss so much. Um, that I want back so bad that you can have, you know, back when you're alone, you start realizing like at the rehab, uh, they, they, my next chore I got was to make sure all the glass tables in the living room were windexed. This is another thing I never liked to do, but I'm there and I'm windexing it up. You know, all the guys doing their chores on Saturday morning, we got the music blasting. It's pretty cool. And then all of a sudden I start bawling uncontrollably. Because it hit me. Why didn't I just do this at home? Why didn't I just feel so good about doing something so menial and contributing to my home? So I take that now. Um, there's nothing better to get you out of that self-pity despair mode than contributing to your home. Preparing meals. I rediscovered recently the, the, uh, the joy of cooking. And I think as I get older... Um, I'm not as old as producer Jim yet, but I'm getting there. I got gray. <laughs> but as I get older, you know, I can't go down and play hoops no more. And I'm, I'm not running around doing the things that I used to do. But I love the look on my wife's face when she comes home from work and there's a meal ready. You know what I mean? Um, I love the look on my wife's face when the, the room is clean. You know? Um, but I love even more the opportunities of doing those things with her. And I miss that. And uh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen in God's time. And I'm trusting that. And that's what's, uh, that's what helps you grow. That's what sharpens you. And then you get around like-minded people and iron sharpens iron. You know, I I had to become willing to hang out with uh, like-minded fellows. I had to stop chasing the crowds. Uh, something that started in teenage years and led to all the substances and the liquids and the powders and all that. The, 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 the intense desire to act in a way that I think that you want me to act so that you like me, you know, that's the daily struggle. That's the daily inventory. That's the daily pursuit of Jesus is when you die to self and you follow him and allow him to guide you. Um, well, I don't know about you, but this has been an interesting hour. John was so worried. Tony, how are you going to talk for an hour? Dude, I could do this all day. <laughs> and I'm hoping that uh, out there on Radio Land, maybe you didn't call in today, but hopefully you're listening. Hopefully this is meaning something. Hopefully this is getting getting somewhere. And, uh, it's not going to solve everything today, but keep tuning in Saturdays at 4 o'clock. You never, just, you never know what's going to happen on this show. Nobody saw this coming two months ago. Or Tony, get to talk for an hour. Not a lot of people let me talk for an hour. They get tired of me after 10 minutes. <laughs> but hopefully it was, uh, it was good for you because I know it was good for me. 
Uh, once again, remember our podcasts, they're available um, to download for free and to share. Recovery Radio Houston podcasts. Go to kkht.com and uh, go to the programs menu and you'll see podcasts. Click and look for Recovery Radio Houston. Download, share, compare, do whatever you got to do. Just get the word out about Recovery Radio. Put us on Facebook. Put us on Twitter. I know I, I do that every week when they put out our podcast. And, and keep them on your phone. Keep them on your tablet. Do what you got to do to keep this, keep the good word around and keep yourself motivated. Keep yourself in the word. Study it. Learn it. Live it. Tony B. Recovery Radio. This wife's dedicated. No, this show's dedicated to my wonderful wife. Thank you, Robin. I love you. Everybody take care out there. Be good. Be safe. And stay in Jesus Christ. See you next week. Ha